Welcome to our podcast, Digi Nomas. Hi, I'm Fatima Zuniga. And hi, I'm Mike. Nice to have you on board to listen to our podcast. Perfect. Well, hello, Claudia. Today, uh, we have a really special guest. Um, you're going to uh, listen because this this girl has a, a lot of experience and a lot of funny things that <laughs> can share with us. I'm really happy that you are here, Claudia, because I love your energy and I love everything that you shared with me when I met you. So we are really excited to have you to have you here. And well, Claudia, can you introduce yourself, please? Of course. First of all, it is a huge honor to be here. Thank you so much, Fatima, for inviting um, to um, inviting me to this podcast. I would say it's my first <laughs> ever podcast, so I'm really excited. Amazing. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, I feel like um, I I feel very blessed, you know, to have moved to Spain. First, what happened is that I applied for my country. I'm from Panama. So I applied when I was in Panama last year. The opportunity came and I decided to apply to see what would happen. And I had no idea that I was going to get hired. I found out about it, like, uh, I'd say around July is that I got an email from the Comunidad of Madrid to come work as a language assistant. I couldn't believe it. When I received that email, I was in shock. Like, um, really? Like, they really hired me. Just like that. <laughs> and then I went to tell my mom uh, to be honest my mom was not really happy because my mom didn't want me to move to Spain I'm an only child so she I guess she was scared that she was gonna be alone you know but now she's really happy and I even told her that I applied to work here a second year and she told me that if that's what makes me happy then go for it she fully supports me right now And she sees that I'm thriving here in Spain. I um, I would say that I've made sort of a life here. I have family here. I have made some friends. And I honestly, I'm just living my best life here in Spain. Spain is a beautiful country. It has a lot of things to offer. And if the podcast is about digital nomads, I say that if, if you uh, have the chance to come here and work remotely, it would be wonderful because Spain is just, it's just wow. Like every, I love, there's so many things I love about Spain. Like let's start with the people. They're very nice and friendly, very easy to be social here. Like even when you are, uh, when you need help with something and you don't even have to ask for help, people will come to you. It's like, is there anything that you need? that you need help with and stuff like that because people here they just love talking to strangers so it's just it's really easy <laughs> to, yes it's really easy to be social here and make friends and stuff like that because people here just they're just very friendly and outgoing and also the the climate really good climate it was pretty cold during the winter But then let's say around February, then it started getting warmer. So that winter didn't last long. <laughs> well, it's um, well, apparently they say that this year is kind of special and that for some reason, the weather is kind of like warmer than last year. So maybe that could be the food. The food is just mm, like so good. 
It's so good. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, I was kind of homesick. Like, I miss the food of my country, which is really good. But, I mean, it, my I would say that the food here in Spain, it really makes up for it. And, and I, don't, I don't miss my food as much. I would still miss it, though, because, I mean, you know, there's nothing like home, right? But, like, the gastronomy here in Spain is just just really good so it's really good a lot of options as well and it's just like you're never gonna get bored here and especially if you live in a city like Madrid there's always something happening in the city always and people go out like um let's say in Panama we only go out on the weekends we work from Monday through Friday well most people work from Monday through Saturday so some people don't even go out on Friday night because they have to work on Saturday But uh, let's just say that usually we go out is on the weekend. But here in Spain, people go out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like every they don't day. discriminate every day, every <laughs> day. There's a, you go out like you go out on Monday night and you will see many people hanging out at the bar outside of the bars and the terraces. And I think that's how you say terraza, right? Terrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People hanging out. Sorry? Patio. A patio. <laughs> well, by the way, I'm also in Madrid, so I can really connect what you're saying. So I'm I'm here since October, and I mean I know I'm connected <laughs> to. There's every day a party going on from another group, so I'm getting this in. So that's great, but uh, I have a question. So yes. you're working as a as a teacher or teaching assistant. So can you elaborate a bit on this? So they hired you to teach English or helping teaching English or what you're doing? Yes, exactly. They um the la comunidad de Madrid hired me to come to Spain to help teach English to children, well to students basically because um the thing is that. Um, some many years ago, they decided that um, if you would hire uh, people from countries sort like uh, United States, Canada, or you know England, basically Anglophone countries. I think I said the right Anglophone countries, and to help teach English to students here in Spain, it would help them, you know, like. Um, learn to speak English better just having basically having an aid beside the teacher when the teacher is um making their class at the moment so basically just having a an aid like me with well technically in Spanish the word would be auxiliar de conversación but in English we we just say bilingual language assistance and we teach English and Our job is mainly to um, come to the school and we will be assisting the English teachers. And what we do mainly is that we try to help the students with their English skills, um, whether it be grammar or conversation or their assignments. Sometimes we take up tutoring as well to help the students even better. And then the teacher, if the teacher wants us to take some of the students outside of the classroom so that they don't get very distracted and they can uh, hear you much better and then start practicing English. And that's what we will be doing. I work with, um, I work with many students um, 
we, we work, well, in my case, I work with students from first grade to fourth grade. And mainly I am taking out the students of third and fourth grade with me outside to help them with their assignments. Or I ask them questions like probing questions to get them to start speaking English because I feel like the best way to uh, learn a language is to speak it, even though you will get it wrong. But the thing is that you need to keep speaking it. And then that way you will achieve fluency. I think uh, yeah. it's right? fluency. Yeah. Yes, that's the right one. <laughs> and, and then, by the way, I do the opposite. So I learn Spanish, but based on English, right? Oh. So oh. I mean, it's the op. I mean, it's the opposite. So and I and I was in school because before I came to Madrid, I was in Barcelona. So I went to class, but I switched now more to an app because this I can do whenever I want, right? <laughs> and I'm right. doing this. On every day so that's really so that's why I mean and it's also interesting what you mentioned I want to that the people are so friendly I, I experienced the same thing I mean and also when you try connect with them so mm -hmm. most of them they can't even speak English but I speak then my I always say my broken Spanish but there's some connections going so it's amazing so even and then yeah, and, and we, um, Fatima and I, we had a podcast about this because for some reason, I mean, this whole podcast story started that she wanted to speak more English, right? So <laughs> that was our our practice, right? Yeah. And, right. Yes. And, then, and then we said, uh, don't worry, just speak, right? It doesn't matter if you make mistakes exactly. or the grammar is wrong or whatever, but important is that you communicate to the people that they understand you even it's not perfect right it doesn't matter exactly right? and that's what i tell the kids that it's okay to make mistakes and i like i tell them like you don't have to speak perfect english the thing is that you have to try just at least try mm -hmm. and i am noticing some some progress with some of them like for instance um i have some students uh, from Latin America, like for instance, one boy from Ecuador and a girl from Venezuela that both of them didn't know any English. And just today, today um, they had to do a presentation about some parks that they visited during their Holy Week vacation. And let's say for instance, the boy from Ecuador, well, his name is Johan. He, when I met him, he didn't speak a single word of English. He would just tell me in Spanish, no sé hablar inglés just like that. But then today he was giving a nice presentation about a national park he visited last week. He didn't speak that much, but he was he was speaking English, a few words. And I was honestly I was so happy for him. And the same for the other girl from Venezuela, her name's Miranda. She was also speaking um she was also speaking in English and of course like um, I think it's a level, it's like a beginner's level that they're in, that they are just, um, you know, saying basic words and, or maybe they will try to do their best to read English. And that's what they were doing. They were reading the words from their presentation, but just the fact that they were speaking in English made me happy because they wouldn't mutter a single word in English because they were afraid that they were going to make a mistake. And I, Tell them no, it's okay. It's just that I want you to at least try. 
And I'm, I'm actually very proud of them. And I think that if they continue to be in that school, they are going to be fluent because that's the best thing. Like when, um, when you're a child, it's like the best age to learn a new language because your brain is still forming. And so it's going to absorb all that information much, much quicker. Of course, as an adult, you can still learn a new language, but I do find that it will be a little bit more challenging. And I'll give you an example. I'll talk about myself. Uh, last week, I was in Paris. I don't know that much French. I would say that I'm in a basic level. Like, I only know how to say bonjour, merci, madame. <laughs> you know, the basic, bonjour. basic <laughs> Yes. And then I noticed that after a few days of being in Paris, I was understanding a little bit, like when someone was speaking to me in French, I kind of understood something. And also I was reading like some of the billboards when I was uh, walking around the city and I kind of understood some things, I guess. Maybe it's because I was uh, acquiring a little bit of knowledge in the French language through exposure i guess and then i would say like um after um, a few more days then i guess i could uh, make a little bit of small talk <laughs> not a conversation i'm talking about small talk with someone in french and that was nice i i would say that and that was only like in a week so yeah, I guess I if I would be in Paris for more time, then maybe I could have acquired, I don't know, fluency or I don't know, maybe at least like B level, because I know that when you learn a language, it's, um, uh, Fatima, uh, do you remember it was like uh, A is like the, the, like the beginner's one and B is uh, like the mid one and C is that a advanced native fluent, right? It's like that. I think it's by letters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it could have been like a B, <laughs> a B yeah. level. No, actually, sorry that I interrupted you, Claudia, but I'm really happy that you're speaking about this uh topic because uh since the beginning that we started this like this podcast and this project, one of the first like goals it was about to encourage people to do this kind of stuff, you know, because I have, I, I mean, I had the same situation that uh, sometimes is like, maybe you think that, you know, or even, I mean, you know, how to maybe, uh, yeah, like order your ideas in another language and also grammar. Mm -hmm. or yes. reading, but it's not the same that you you go ahead and, and, and speak it and just getting, uh, you know, like be, be able to get mistakes because, uh, I don't know what you think about this, Claudia, but I'm 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 interested that uh, in I mean in listening your your kind of advice or what do you think about this because you're right when you are uh, uh when you're a child it's it's gonna be uh easier to learn something new because I don't know it's gonna be like in, in your mind since the beginning let's say that let's say that and and also because I think Claudia that they are not like uh such so scared than us because when you are an adult you you are like you know like overthink you are like overthinking person overthinking, it's yeah. like you're afraid uh, about everything exactly so when you are a child it's like when you start uh you know like just driving a bicycle or something like that that you is like okay I, i'm just gonna do it and and uh, at some point i'm gonna learn it so 
what is like your advice for all people that uh, I mean in our age that they say like oh no it's too late for me to start a, a new language what do you um what can you say to them in order to encourage them that they can start at least practice and at some point as you said before of course you you need to start at some point even you if you have like just basic level but at, at some point you're gonna get that fluency that you are looking for and at that yeah. you know like at that point you're gonna be better so what can you share with us about that well, the advice I would give is that it is never too late to learn a new language. If that's what you want, then you will have to work hard for it and you will have to practice a lot and a lot. Make sure that, uh, let's say for instance, um, French, that if you're going to, if you want to learn French, then make sure that you surround yourself with people who are going to support you and learning a new language that's not going to, to judge you for any mistake that you make. And also, um, well, I know, like for instance, back home in Panama, um, I, I met, I knew some people who learned English through, let's say for instance, uh, watching a lot of movies, you know, from United States, but no subtitles and television series in English. And for some reason they, they learned and they learn English just by watching a bunch of movies, <laughs> a bunch of Hollywood movies and American television series. I learned English growing up and it's actually my first language. Um, I was born in Panama, but I grew up in the States. And mm -hmm. so the first language I learned was English. I learned Spanish much later. And my mom even told me that when I arrived to Panama, and I didn't know a single word of Spanish. A lot of people made fun of me and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and really, I mean, yeah, I <laughs> I didn't know that fact about you. <laughs> and I think that's why you know it's funny. Like when people meet me, they um, uh, for instance, in the United States, people would say that I have an accent when I speak English. But then in Panama, when I speak Spanish, people will say that I have an accent when I speak Spanish. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is going to be right and so <laughs> the thing is that yeah I mean it's um it's going to be hard it's going to be really hard and there are some languages that are just more challenging than others I think uh, for instance I maybe I could be fluent in French if I wanted to but um I don't think I'll learn German because it's just <laughs> German is a complicated language for me <laughs> Mike, oh, oh. Mike can't talk about that. Yeah, Why? so, yeah, Are because sure? <laughs> I speak German, I learned French, uh, I learned English, and now I learned Spanish, and now I want to start also to learn Portuguese. So, <laughs> <laughs> just oh for God. fun. I mean, but you're right to come back. I mean, it's all depend on your, your story. So I grew up in Germany, so that's the first language I speak German because of my family. But when right. I went to school, we started after four years to learn English. And then after six years, I choose French over Latin, right? The old Latin. So then after seven years school or 10 years school, I had already three languages, right? And that helped me in the future. I mean, because this is also 
if you speak more languages, then you pick up the, the next one easier. I mean, the same for you. You speak English and you speak Spanish. And then mm -hmm. it will be easy for you to speak, to learn, to pick up French. If you only spend some time there, or you, you really learn it every day, right? So it's just... And then also, there's also similarities in the grammar, what I found out between French and Spanish, right? So they have right. similar... Yes. I mean, English is totally different, and on the other scale is German, because it's totally complicated. I can all understand this, but there still are some people, when I went to this language exchange, or by the way, I met Fatima there, yeah. and... Oh. I met some I met people. Fatima at a language exchange too. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's a really good platform, actually. But yeah, uh, go ahead, Mike, because that is my. No, no, I mean, I just want to. I interrupted you. <laughs> I want to just finish. So I met some people from Peru and from Venezuela at that event, yeah. and they wanted to speak German, and and they was looking for someone. I said, "Oh, okay, I can listen to you guys <laughs> because yeah. I can." <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Actually, yeah, Claudia, now that we are speaking about this, I would really uh I would really like that you can also share about some advices about how to make networking. I mean, uh, because I know uh, you said before that we met in, in one event like that. So what uh other advices can you give to all these people that is listeners uh that is listening right now? Uh, to to yeah, like some advices for for making you know like networking. If you are new in a new uh, country or city, what uh, what do you what do you do when you are on that situation, Claudia? Well, I'm. I mean, language exchange is a very good way to meet uh, different people. I um, that's how I made friends. Um, um, let's see. I met this really nice Russian girl who's uh, also a good friend. We hang out sometimes. And I, um, yes, I also, one thing I noticed is that in language exchanges, um, I meet a lot of people who are in Spain who do the same thing as I do. A lot of language assistants. And so we already have something in common. We can talk about the job and how exciting and fun being in Spain is because most of them are from the United States. Uh, well, I would say a very, very big, um, a large majority of language assistants in Spain come from United States. And then there are others that will come from Canada, England, and India. I, I met a language assistant from India. But yes, basically, um, well, the the El Ministerio de Educación de España will just hire people from English-speaking countries to come to Spain to help teach English. I applied using my U.S. passport since they will ask for the passport of the countries that are in the in the uh, let's see uh, in the list of countries that can apply so to speak, and I had no idea that they were going to choose me because it, I don't know if they would see that, okay, she has an American passport, but she doesn't live in United States, but I guess they, they it didn't matter because um, they still chose me, and I was just really happy. Oh my God, don't even get me started when I was uh, applying for my visa and the uh, embassy and the Spanish embassy in Panama. That was 
they were so confused because I guess they had never had someone uh, come up to them with a letter from the Comunidad de Madrid saying that they um, got a job to work as a bilingual language assistant and but the visa is a student visa so which is really confusing but that is the visa that I am on because I don't work like full-time my job is more like part-time it's like four days a week and the hours I have is only to uh, assist with English teachers only with English teachers and so but still I it feels like a job either way because I come home tired <laughs> so Sometimes there's something. It is a job, but it looks like you really enjoyed that job. So I'm really happy with that. Yes, yes. I enjoyed it so much. I applied for a second time. So hopefully I get um I get placed again. I think I will because they usually give priority to people who work there for the first time and to do it a second time. So there's a very um uh, there's a big chance that I might come back to Spain. And yes, I, I love Spain. Honestly, like you, you have so much fun here. Yeah. Right, Mike? <laughs> yes. And by the way, I visited also Panama for a week. So I I was there. So interesting. And, and this was also something I might consider to spend some time as a digital nomad. So I really have this plan P in my mind. <laughs> yes. but and what part of Panama? And what part of Panama you went to? I mean, I went, uh, I visited Panama City, but I was in a resort town for, on a, on a Spanish hotel, Rio, see, Rio, they had a, they had a, a Rio, 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 see, and they had, and this was so funny because I actually lived in Canada and in the US for a while, most of the time in Canada. And then when I lived there, I flew to to this resort to a very small airport just close to this hotel, and uh, spent time there. And then we made a trip to the canal, of course, and we made also a trip to this Panama City. So I really enjoyed that time, and I liked the food. We we went to um, to some small village, and we had some fish, and it was very nice. Oh, that's the best. Yes, I miss yeah. I miss the food of my country so much. It's but then, then here's my question for you: Is not here a Panama Panamese a Panama restaurant? I mean, they have all kind of restaurants. You know, um, you're not the only one who has asked me that before because um, usually no. what happens is that uh, here in Madrid, yes, that you can find restaurants of any type you can find like uh mexican cuban or Venezuelan, colombian but and dominican also a lot of dominican restaurants here too but i have not found any panamanian restaurants and i mean it's just that when you look at the percentage of panamanians living in spain it's very low very very low and another thing is that we if we will leave the country, we would prefer to go to United States, which is like more close because Spain is pretty far away. I I mean, I know I'm far away from my family and the time zone difference is a big time zone difference as well, like eight hours. The time right. the time zone difference, like eight hours. I mean, uh, here, um, well, the sun is setting already. So I guess it's like what, 8.30 p.m. or such. 
But in Panama, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, by the way. It's gonna be nine o'clock. It's so, already nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, okay. And in Panama, I'm pretty sure that it's like probably one p.m. or something. Yeah. One o'clock. Like actually. <laughs> yes. So it's like there's a big time zone difference. And when I uh, went uh, back home for the holidays in December to spend Christmas, well, not Christmas, I say New Year's Eve because I spent Christmas here in Madrid. Uh, the flight was like nine hours. So it's just, mm -hmm. um, you're very far away from your family. So Panamanians would prefer to move more to United States, which is closer. You're not so far away from your family, but I really like Spain. I just, I really like being here. So I guess that's the only disadvantage that you are, are far away from your family or more far away from your family. But Spain has a lot more advantages that kind of makes up for that small disadvantage. So it, it's all right. I could, uh, I, I, I can be on a long flight. I mean, I, I don't mind, I guess. Just not do it that much, I guess. <laughs> Just because it's, really, it's really tiring being on a long flight. It's like, what are you going to do for eight or nine hours yeah, so. well, well but it's, it's part of being like well we we we, we said digital nomad uh, at last for us and will be an amazing idea that we can like make this change of countries of course if you want to come to mexico because I'm, I'm here right now you you're more than welcome and also i mean it, it will be amazing if we can change just like the places in order to to know and visit new places and work sincere i mean i know that you for example Claudia, you need to stay there like physically, but I, I'm sure that at, at, at some point, because what you do is something that you can, uh, I mean, even give uh, give some classes uh, remotely. So I think it's a, an amazing profession, Claudia. So <laughs> I'm I really love it. I love working with kids. Um, even if they misbehave, it's like, uh, but still like the kids are lovely. They are just so, they're so sweet to you and yeah. they are, and I'm, it makes me happy that most of them put an effort to learn English. It's like they want to learn it. So it, it just makes me happy. And I make sure to like, um, tell them, oh my God, good job. Great work. You know, like, and, and also because positive encouragement goes like, goes really far in helping children instead of the disciplining like why you do this and stuff it's, it's, it's much better to uh, encourage them in a really positive way every time that they reach a milestone so that they can continue to work hard and go for more milestones and I mean that that's why I was so happy at Johan and Miranda when they were giving a full presentation in English um, about the parks that they were visiting. And even then also um, the teacher asked them to uh, ask the students to also provide feedback after they give the presentation. And so it, I was like, um, I was looking at the kids to see who are the ones who are doing the most feedback because there are some kids in the class that know more English, so they will be providing that feedback. But I also would see Johan stepping in and saying things like, I like, for instance, he would say things like, I like the colors, and then stop right there, because I guess that's all he knew. Or Miranda would say, it's very good. And I was like, 
it's something it's something right no <laughs> of course of course yeah and i like seeing that so so. you're just participating and saying you know what you want to say even though it's a little bit but you know it's something <laughs> yeah no definitely claudia uh, uh, again i'm really happy that we can uh, have this conversation with you because i'm sure that this this uh, is gonna be really helpful for everyone that is listening to this and of course claudia uh we definitely need you in another chapter to speak about uh another topics that will be interesting for them so well claudia uh thank you so much for for your time and for your Yeah, I mean, for your amazing participation on this podcast, it's it actually been honestly, I didn't uh, realize that this was the first time for you. You are really amazing. So congrats for that. And oh, definitely we need so to much. have you in another yeah, chapter. Yeah, this is my first podcast. I, I just, uh, I'm <laughs> so happy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank And you. yes, um, if uh, you want to continue uh, talking in future chapters and Yeah, definitely. Like, I'll be really happy to join it. <laughs> definitely, we will. So, thank you so much. I don't know if you want to say something, Mike, before we end the meeting. Yeah, I mean, I just um, we have some very interesting topics only Fatima and I handled. So sometimes it's also bring someone in like you and said we had something about mindset and healthy lifestyle and 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 this kind. And it's always interesting to hear from other people their their view on it, right? So because this is we want to build this community and then just uh, sharing our stories. I mean, we share we heard now your stories and thank you also from my side. It was an interesting story, amazing. And enjoy your time here. Hope we see us one time. <laughs> Definitely. So thank okay. you so much. Thank you friend. so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> see you on the next chapter. Bye. Thank you Bye. so much, guys. Have a great evening. You too. Bye. 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 Uh -huh.